Welcome to the show, the first episode of Prod Pod, your podcast about all things music producers. Welcome, come on in. It is our first inaugural episode. Uh, I am your, one of your hosts, James Lindsay. It is a true pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me. Hope you don't mind. I just came in and invited myself. Uh, but today we're talking about music producers. One in particular, we're talking about Diplo. Uh, and I will not be doing this alone. I have two level, lovely gentlemen uh, with me right now. We are all wearing sunglasses, if you must know, because we're cool rock and roll star guys that do that. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I will be introducing to my left via the Discord uh, screen, uh, one and only Brandon Stables, also known in certain sects of the world, the great Brandini. How are you, Brandon? How are you doing today? <laughs> certain sects in the world. That's what I'm talking Ooh, about. Doing well. Yeah, okay, okay. <laughs> uh, pumped <laughs> to be here. <laughs> <laughs> you're acting like a real diplo already is this oh, uh, yeah, you're coming man. with I that energy my, i got my fucking sunglasses on inside i'm feeling fucking uh -huh. sick i mean that guy's got to be fucking Ooh. around the world am i right yeah i th i think so i mean he no is he, do he does have uh, uh uh i think a wife and kids uh-huh well does he have a wife oh okay i mean I, yeah i think so I mean, at some point in his uh, many I don't know what lengthy tours, he's, he's probably uh, spread the Diplo seed. Anyways, let's <laughs> go on to our next our next host. Uh, it is a three-piece here on this. Where does he fuck? Prod pod everywhere. <laughs> uh, we got a very, very special uh, person who I would like to call Corey, also known as Blarge, who is our resident music expert who actually uh, performs and writes music and will be the actual brains behind the operation here. Uh, how you doing there, Corey? How you doing? Doing great. Pumped to be here. I don't, I don't know brains of the operation, but we'll see. Yeah, I was going to say, well, now if maybe anything, the heart. It, I think I'm the the throat. What am I? what are you sure yeah, yeah. yeah let's no the, the aficionado what is a what's the a spokesperson term? what the throat i don't know <laughs> what does that mean you, i mean throat. some mention you as the throat go yes <laughs> yeah. the throat go. Okay. you 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 and nancy reagan <laughs> yeah nancy's my she's my girl she's your idol um, yeah that makes yeah. sense yeah so yeah i don't know what do I, so what would your title be because do you feel like you're the most knowledgeable about music no um okay. no not necessarily he okay. offers I think, a person uh, a price I do i have to have a title i don't know no are, no you don't all, no no i'm not doing no. titles no i'm not about you wear to. many hats yeah you wear many hats i mean i've only got one on right now but there's a, it's an angel's <laughs> hat sometimes you know i haven't sometimes. seen that one in a while yeah i had to put that one away yeah it's re oh, retired <laughs> yeah. that one's uh not gonna come out for a while until they start doing a little better, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, <laughs> well, I gotta, hey. I gotta welcome everybody to the show. I mean, it, us three were were longtime buds. Yes. Just so oh, if yeah. anyone's anyone's First curious, who's who's talking here? Uh, we mm. are longtime friends, uh, longtime music fans. We've I'm bonded a lot over music. We've uh, sh swapped all <laughs> all. We have I have friend. Our friend language is music, if you will. And we like yeah. to. We've always uh -huh. loved going to concerts, and we loved. Uh, 
making that something that we would check in on each other with uh, all the time, I feel like. And even um, with our lives being a little bit more separated now, starting this podcast, to me, uh, was sounded like a lot of fun to kind of get back into that even, even more, because that's something I think we've always uh, bonded over. And to look at music in a way uh, is a little, I don't know. Sometimes producers themselves are um, not, maybe not a little underrated or just not given their full due or not even fully realize of how, how much they really got their, their sticky fingers in, you know, Mm, and uh, this Diplo's got extra sticky fingies. Um, His fingies are just all, all over the place. But uh, I thought that would be an interesting perspective to go into music that way. And again, yeah, like Corey, it's like it, we all have our different perspectives on it. So it's like you Mm. yourself, even if maybe you don't, you don't know more than anyone else about music or anything, but you offer, uh, I think a a perspective, um, to, uh, the performing side of it all. And Diplo Mm. is, is somebody that, I don't know, he kind of changed the game for not him solely him, but for DJs and, and, uh, where they were at the time, like it we saw that rise and we were the perfect age. I feel like demographic for that rise mm-hmm. of the DJ and uh-huh. electronic music, like at that mm-hmm. time. Um, and I think we were all kind of there for it. Even if Diplo wasn't our favorite, we were big major laser guys, but uh, any oh, like, yeah. what, where's your first uh, hearing of Diplo? Like what's your first, like, Oh, uh, who's that guy? And and what kind of music is, is he making? Or what was, what was your first experiences with it? Uh, Corey and, or Brandon, whoever wants to go. Yeah. yeah. Um, I remember uh, getting into him. Uh, must have been like sophomore, junior year of high school, um, but more so through MIA because mm-hmm. yeah. MIA was huge or, or getting huge at that time. And I was super into her and had never, I loved the production on, yeah. mm-hmm. I think it was the album, I think Kala, which mm-hmm. had um, paper planes and, um, boys and you know those were the big singles i guess but um yeah it was like who's who's making these beats because these are insane and uh found out about him i think through her and then i remember checking out florida and Mm. not really not really feeling it at the time Mm -hmm. and uh still i don't think i've revisited that one um ever so but I remember yeah. I remember I checking it out and feeling like, OK, this guy, you know, is very. It's like a portfolio, but it's like it, early yeah. on in his career, mm-hmm. you know, it, it has this, it doesn't have a lot of direction. It's exploring right. some interesting sounds. It was like a scrapbook when, kind of. <laughs> right. You know? Yes. Throwing it's everything like a, at the wall, but like not a clear direction. And now he just takes mm-hmm. it into different versions oh, of himself. So, oh, like I have. Yeah. The, this this major laser version i have this mark ronson or i have the sia totally. version or whatever and he's more pointed with how he's going to present himself and i think Which he, I he think, understands the power of that yeah i think that's the sign of a great producer Absolutely. in general yeah. is being able to channel certain different uh vibes or whatever you want to call them um sounds or or sounds as ideas a good that I just you know of. yeah for sure and, because, and being yeah. able to kind of put your stamp on it without over taking it um and making it all about the producer but you know he's able to execute the vision of of a certain artist 
with his kind of signature that he wouldn't work with. You know, he does work with a lot of people, but I think he would only work with people who he really enjoy. Their sound kind of lines up with his in a certain way. For the, uh, most, for the most part, I, I think sometimes he is definitely yeah. a hired gun for things and, and for sure. But I him to come in. Yeah, I think he um, he does have such a wide just taste as far as world music and, you know, yeah. that's that a kind huge of thing characteristic of him sure. is that he is a, he comes off as a chameleon, which is a great way. Yeah. That's something I think you want in a producer, because what it's saying mm-hmm. is, is that you're adapting to the surrounding you're understanding the temperature the bigger trend in music and you're like oh i really enjoy this trend and i Mm want to contribute to it because music just in general right is so much of that like i really like this sound and i want to just like emulate it but like really i don't know bring in your own sensibility to it and that's how music gets pushed forward is that there is that like taking taking something that exists and how to and then just making it a part of yourself and you yourself the artist hasn't i don't know just understands what is what is good about music like why did you pick the artists to emulate at the time like what about those sounds are great and why do you think it would be resonant to so many Mm -hmm. people for sure and And to be a a curator and that's what a dj is 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 you're curating music for people to listen to and that's how he got his start was not necessarily producing but taking sounds and curating it for you know parties or or whatever wherever you can play and then before he completely devoted himself Mm -hmm. to uh making music but not really coming from a place of classical music background you know like knowing he's very open about not necessarily being able to play an instrument like a professional musician would, or, you know, when, and he's in some of the interviews I've seen with him and the people ask him that question, I think it was when DJ, the profession and the popularity of DJ was a little bit more suspect, you know, especially on the good morning America interview I watched where, uh, you know, Charlie Rose yeah. is asking like, what exactly is electronic music? Um, and I, and, and then someone else asked him, are, would you consider yourself a musician? And it was right. even at that time. I was going to bring that up. Yeah, pe- people don't even can't even understand uh, or consider that as an actual, you know, whether it be art or not, but actual even making music, which now it just seems so much like bygone era or like fo- fossilized, <laughs> that, fossilized way of That's thinking. That's so crazy, right? It is. Um, yeah. Which is so really not that long ago that no. that interview took place. Even you know, uh, it was less less than ten years ago, mm-hmm. but. It's so funny that, you know, at the time that was considered, I think Diplo even mentioned it like, oh, yeah, like four or five years ago is really when this movement kind of took off into the mainstream a little bit. Mm -hmm. And yeah, that's kind of crazy to think like we were all there. We we were really into that kind of music when we were, you know, like 2008, 9, 10, that window. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. And and I, you know, I remember it being going from like semi underground to kind of not at all anymore. But it's weird how mm-hmm. saturated it is now. Um, looking back and being like, it's really not that long ago no. um, that that happened. So for us, yeah. I mean, I remember the Crookers remix of Day and Night by Kid Cudi oh was, a, was a big oh deal on Kiss, Kiss FM because it's that deal surpass a remix of a song surpassed the original song yeah. in such a way that 
it just oh, kind of, right. and then the black eyed peas and what they were kind of doing. Ma- uh-huh. I'm just talking about like what's making it, what's making it mainstream. Cause hundred percent there's nineties yeah. house, all this sort of underground dance music going on for Absolutely. long before it's fucking mainstream, whether it's, you know, you know, they do, I mean, there's Moby and like underworld and, uh, I don't know, uh, basement jacks or, or whatever. But didn't it, or didn't chemical it seem brothers, like Daft, Daft Punk and shit, but this is, this yeah. is kind of like more, it's, it's more mainstream. It's less underground. Yeah. Cause I mean a real, cause that is, it's interesting to bring up Moby as like, because we're talking specifically about how Fatboy Slim maybe knew of a profession, if you will, or a viable music career in being a DJ. And there were people like Moby before mm. Diplo, but Diplo is now so uh, synonymous with like a kind of a celebrity DJ or right. Like, who are famous for oh, yeah. being a DJ. lifestyle. You know, it's almost like Moby is an electronic music artist and Diplo is a DJ. Yeah. And it, yeah, it's fascinating that because to me, the transition there is, is that, well, Moby is the proof of concept that dance music and club music is, is getting popular. And then that trend just continues. And then at our point, there's just been so many people now that have been listening to dance music that, you're it's like this yeah you're you're building upon it it's like the next evolution has happened like enough um yeah like there's been enough intertwining or creating of content creating of that art to get us to this um this new uh strand in the in music in general it's so fascinating totally yeah i i agree but it's i'm as you're saying that i'm realizing that like Chemical Brothers, Daft Punk, Moby, Fatboy Slim, the big, big beat kind of stuff is what they called it back then. Mm-hmm, but like, right, that that really peaks like late 90s, early 2000s. And then it kind of went away for like sure. a decade until like it was still it, it was not went away, mm-hmm. but it kind of got back down into the underground again. Mm-hmm. And then you had like the garage rock revival of the early 2000s. That was the 2000s decade. You know, okay, so yes. mm-hmm. electronic music was kind of uncool again at that time, um, leading up to the end of the 2000s where, you know, and it kind of started to pick up speed. And it was it was almost like it's when, still going now. But. It went into like experimental as well, because I'm even thinking like mm-hmm. Kid A or something or like Aphex Twin and all that shit. Where sure. It's just, yeah. It's just becoming yes. very experimental. And but it wasn't aerial. as accessible as it. It, it was kind of like late 90s. It was breaking the mainstream and then it kind of like that wave crashed and then the the mainstream in the 2000s was very rock oriented mm-hmm. um even in the indie world the bands that broke through were rock oriented um except mm-hmm. like i guess lcd sound system would have been mm-hmm. in that time too but they were kind of like i don't know it, it all it all kind of started back up Analog. again in the indie in the indie scene and that's kind of where Diplo comes from. Mm-hmm. Or you have like a, it'd be it's, like a side project, like Postal Service, like, oh, Death Cab for Cutie. Sure. Do something different and do an right. electronic take on on their own. I mean, it's just Ben Gibbard, but I'm just, yeah, I'm pulling pulling for some of these yeah. strands that Brandini mentioned earlier of, of music at that time. And this is somebody that, you know, we mentioned world music earlier too, or just music outside of the States, you know, mm-hmm. but that... I think just opened up people's eyes in a different way, more specific to Diplo and to MIA, or even when Santa Gold was around that time as well. 
mm-hmm. and I, I think like NERD sometimes would, would do it pretty well or basement jacks, but what Diplo I think wanted to do was curate music from, from other places. And yeah. I, I, I don't know, I don't know, to varying yeah. effects and to varying success, I think, but I think mm-hmm. he would go on tour and he would just find new music and want to tell people about it and want to share and wonder like, why isn't this more popular? Like, Oh, I can, I can be the ambassador for, for this type of sound. Um, whether it be, you know, I, I started the show with, um, what, what is the, I, I'm going to, you guys are going to realize I suck with genres, but what is the, what is the genre that is on like, like big Frida and like New Orleans kind of yeah, hip hop. It's, it's called New Orleans, New Orleans bounce music. Bounce yeah. music. Yeah. So it's like something like that where call and response. There's a, I, I was really tuned into this when it was going on. Cause I'm a huge big Frida fan. I remember and, that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I thought, uh, cause it's like, it's such great dance like yeah it's good dance music not necessarily in the sense of a moby or some of these other artists that we've talked about but you know it's it's it's, it's the energy music. yeah, yeah. The energy and you there. you haven't heard anything like it's a brand new oh. genre that the idea of like there's a new genre out there that you can listen to and there's multiple artists it's within that genre on the beyonce album the new beyonce right. album yeah. big freed is on there on her most popular song oh, off wow. the album and i just i love it because yeah it comes from such a humble beginning because really the like uh new orleans bounce music was coming out of uh katrina and it's a call and response music of like hey like almost like hey how are you and then getting it back you know what i mean and Mm -hmm. it's um and then you incorporate booty shaking which let's just talk about that too because i mean diplo's from florida and heavily influenced by miami bass music like Mm -hmm. two live crew is talking about some real ass shaking and hip-hop in general and rap music in general i think is also a uh a big factor into Diplo sound and why Diplo is popular in comparison to the artists that we had mentioned that were part of this crash that you described Corey and just in general in dance music, you know, because I think, I mean, one of my favorite genres of dance music that comes out in some of Diplo stuff somewhat recently, all things considered is going back to like uh, Detroit house music, you know, stuff out of stuff out of that, that scene. And that music is so fucking sick. And yeah, I just, um, that's influenced by hip hop, R and B, uh, and that incorporation, that fusion of hip hop and dance music is really fundamental here. That was uh, that was happening while he was yeah. getting as popular as he was. Yeah. Well, let's. Yeah. Uh, I was going to just put on a little sample. I'm sure everybody knows it, but just play a little bit of Paper Planes, just to put it back in our memory. And like the way I found out about this song was on the pineapple express trailer movie like trailer the rest of us. and i yeah i don't know it was a sound like that was just unlike anything else and using using the gunshots was yeah. just it was just a new new thing i i don't know and uh it, it was like a viral sensation as well when things like that around like the in the internet and you are able to access different culture uh globally and different sounds um people's minds are very open to it um and then i was going to play one one off yeah. florida uh, where's mia from again is she from like sri lanka India? i think india no she's um she i think, I think she think lived she, in london but she, i think she's she, like yeah from sri lanka i think sri lanka but yeah i think you're right i think in, she's like Mainly. england is her yeah home mm. hometown her alma mater alma mater <laughs> sure <laughs> she went to england england state <laughs> Tell him something else. 
And this is kind of like, a, I don't know, this is this is for sure, I think, the highlight off of Florida. Because um, this just represents, like, what makes him him and what, what his sound is. And I think if he had a trademark sound, especially at this time, like, this, this is what it was. And I don't know how, it, like, I, I wish I was better at describing it. I know we say world, it's, it, is it specific to, like, it feels almost like African. Um, but I'm, I'm not uh, knowledgeable enough to know specifically where he's pulling from. And it could be just be a conglomeration of everything, which is so fucking, I don't know, I think it's pretty fucking cool to just kind of come up with your own uh, sauce out of um, what's out there. But I don't know, is there a criticism as well to that? Could you consider him what, like a culture vulture? I was just about to say a culture vulture for sure. Yeah, I was I was going to say, I wonder if, I mean, to me, I have a problem with it. I feel like uh, music is a universal language, as corny as that sounds, but I mean, right. it should everyone... <laughs> Every, everywhere has has borrowed extensively from all kinds of that's what makes cool shits but i yeah. i think i'm kind of <laughs> surprised or maybe i'm just ignorant to it but i'm kind of surprised that uh no one's come after like he's never been accused of um cultural appropriation or anything like that i mean maybe he has i'm just not aware of it I think there um, might might be because he fundamentally has featured and been a champion for those artists totally. and has incorporated them in the records. He so doesn't he, just, yeah, I agree. It, is, it isn't him singing and like, you know, uh, and secluding people who are shareholders in that sound, like from the production and from the recordings. So, mm -hmm. yeah, I think, you know, maybe just Perfect. being, yeah. But just doing is things there... that seems like the right way. So but it's it like, is... right. It's, yeah, but I'm sure those like, people that he uses don't, you know, they're not getting paid like he's getting paid. You know what I mean? To yeah, I don't know. I just that's, I could see it. I, I mean, could see an argument for it, but I don't know if. I mean, you, know. you could always like, play devil's advocate to this, right? Because it it, mm -hmm. it 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 he is a white guy, and this music is not country music or rock music, so. Right. But then even when he but, does you know, country I, music, it feels like he's appropriating that too. Exactly. <laughs> Just because yeah. it's like, what it, what are That's his roots? What are his roots? But even if country roots, country music might be his roots, it's just he's when he started and we're, and, like and we're talking about really. the Florida album, and yeah, the song I showed you, that is I that is the the hot track, I think, from that album. And the one that like I said that represents him as an auteur producer, if he were to be one, like that would be his sound. Mm -hmm. But even that sound is something that he collaborated collaborated with MIA on to come out with and so it's you just start to question like too. what are his trademarks you know and i was listening yeah. listening throughout uh this whole time leading up to the podcast and everything i was constantly questioning that and it seemed almost like that chameleon sort of thing where he is living his lifestyle that's a part of who he is and that's a part of almost the music as well um but also just yeah able to be in the right I don't know. He, he he's able to to be with the right people, and I and I and I think and to produce uh, music that is ex insanely popular. He's produced so many hits and pulling up all these YouTube videos of of his songs. There's like millions upon millions of, of views for so many things. So it's like I I think mm -hmm. the guy makes it very important and a priority to himself to be on that new new and to be on the cutting edge of what's going on and possibly even being a trendsetter himself. Incredible. Even if that is, that, even if sure. that is taking something from somewhere that hasn't popped yet and using his pull to make it pop, 
uh, or he, he's about to see it when it's about to become popular and he, he jumps on it. But um, it's interesting to think about him being he just is always touring and he's it's seemingly mm -hmm. he has always been touring for I don't know 15 20 years at this point and it's it's crazy to think about this self-watering garden that that is of he's touring to play music but he's going to places where he's incorporating the music there mm -hmm. and so he, he yeah. he's he's like using the energy to produce more energy like he is in a self-sustaining like that's why his career has been as long as it like he is still relevant and we were talking about listening to him in what 2004 i mean i feel like that's an incredibly Guys, difficult thing he literally <laughs> came out with a song today no way he came we out with a fucking gotta single it. we gotta play it today yeah. uh like wow. it, it's 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 amazing um that's just was, that's just how on it he is and he like he yeah. came out with like the like the song for um the fifa like world i think it was, uh, was it yeah. was it the world cup or was it the olympics or it was like it was the world cup it was the world yeah. cup like not this most recent one but the one before and they had him was, produce the song for it so it's just like he's he's kind of he's worldwide in in a way ubiquitous he uh, is. and i think for a producer it is kind of like almost the anomaly for some of the other producers. We're probably going to talk about this, you know, on this podcast. Some of them I'm sure will be famous and that's why we're talking about them and stuff. But I think there will be others uh, throughout this process that are like, wow, I had no idea how much of an effect they had. But Diplo, yeah. I think, is successful in creating his brand and, uh, <laughs> you know, whether it be social social media or or whatnot, you know, it's he's he's on it. So, uh, yeah, I was going to find the the new new diplo single it's funny here. uh that you bring that up about how i i was thinking about this and in context of you know what our podcast is gonna be i was thinking about how he is very unique as a producer in the sense that he tours at all and that he is like this big public figure because a lot of historically a lot of producers are pretty behind the scenes as mm -hmm. far as you know they're very important to a sound or to uh you know mm -hmm. a recording process but they're usually not the face or the you know the the money maker themselves they're kind of mm -hmm. like the the x factor behind it all so it's it's interesting that he has like both he's like an artist as well as a producer, which it's not completely unheard of or anything, but mm -hmm. um, it's uncommon. It's uncommon. And and when he started, it was pretty unheard of. I mean, who like in the early 2000s, I can't really think yeah. of of anyone like that. And I wonder if and I, to start I as guess, a DJ as well and not even a producer sure. at, to begin with. Yeah, I guess I wonder like if he when he started in music at all, which which avenue he wanted to do, or if he didn't even think about that and just kind of, you know, followed. His, it seems like he's a guy that just follows his instincts more so than anything else. Oh, um, yeah. let the, lets the chips fall where they may. But um, yeah, it's it's pretty. I'm not a huge like fan of that type of music anymore in my life but mm. i really in researching him and and kind of digging that back up again i was kind of like this guy's incredible <laughs> i'm very it's pretty impressed insane, yeah. at, at what he's been able to do um just mm -hmm. in a in a relative like less than 20 years let's say like that's pretty yeah he's like left a pretty significant mark on the music industry in a pretty short time so big time which 
which period of his career do you guys favor? Oh, I know mine. Uh, the first the first major laser album, like I okay. still that shit still holds up. I'll still listen to it. Every song is incredible. Uh, I there's a, a record shop near me that I love going to. And the guy that runs it is like a heavy metal guy, a hardcore guy. And he was playing it one time when I walked in and like, yeah, I just feel like that first album, I, I haven't kept up with their other albums but that first one is like incredible to me so i'd say like kala by mia through that first major laser album which is probably only like a three three year span but yeah. that's, that's like i love pretty much everything he did in that in that time but he has so a lot then, of eps and he doesn't i mean his full length things are a little bit more few and far between but yeah i sure. guess there's different like machinations of him and that's when I was in into him the most uh, was that mm -hmm. that period of time as well. And I'm sure, you know, we all took many a, a drive and, and took and threw, oh that, my God. threw that album on. And, and I would listen to it from beginning to end and getting yeah. ready for this was like I was just flashing back all these all these mm -hmm. memories of of that album. And even like some of the remixes and bonus tracks of like, keep loving you more every day. Can't stop. Yeah. No, like I was like, oh, oh this God. is the best. So I, I love this. There's a fucking Tom York remix on on the extras for that. The I was uh jump up. There's a jump up now, whatever. What's jump up, jump yeah, up, jump everybody. up. Yeah. Crookers, I think Crookers did a remix of that one too. And you're if yeah, as this podcast continues, you'll realize that I'm fucking Radiohead stan. So I'm gonna just constantly mention <laughs> bullshit like that when yeah, it's not, out of the bag. When it's unneed when it's unneeded. Yeah, F one and I'm already laying <laughs> laying the tracks down. But here, let's uh let's oh, I'm gonna throw I, on the newest diplo thing just real quick. We'll see see the beginning. it's uh, called Wasted with Kodak Black and Co. Wetzel. Uh released 19 hours ago. <laughs> It's Jesus. crazy how Kodak Black still maintains popularity because he's uh, gone to jail for uh, gun possession and has mm. overall like had to cancel shows, flaky. Uh, but I know I think he also has a couple of sexual assault allegations against him. So just really kind of fucked well, up. Maybe shit that he's, done. he's gonna get the Diplo bump now, and you know his career is oh, gonna so be revitalized. <laughs> He's even more popular than Diplo, I feel like. Oh, At shit, least right now. Right okay. Now, yeah. so some electric guitar. They're uh, riding in a Jeep uh, that is also a boat, and it is uh, just flying around on, the, on that water there, but it's a Jeep. He just does cool shit. That's what he's trying to say to the world. He's like, look at me doing cool shit. Um, and he's, yeah. But, okay, so we were talking about, like, our interests in him at that, at that time. Uh, Brandon, um, I want to I want to hear your uh, when your favorite period of Diplo is or was, but I also wanted to uh, see if you guys have any memories of when you saw him live because all of us have seen him live. But uh, yeah. do you have a favorite period of time, Brandon, of of his career? I mean, I feel like I've listened. It's really interesting. I guess I'm slightly conflicted because there has been this uh, period of time, somewhat recently. Uh, of this more deep house stuff that I'm really mm. fucking vibing on. Yeah. Core. And I've been listening to a lot of his records recently, mm -hmm. uh, which is, so it's conflicting because I just have so many fond memories, especially with you two guys, um, you know, 
going to Coachella, seeing Diplo in concert, listening to uh, the remixes. Uh, yeah, just listening to Major Lazer, all of that. And yeah, I mean, I think for us too, and you've already brought it up, is a cultural landmark. I think in our lives, weirdly enough, and maybe it's I'm placing way too much stake in it. But yeah, Pineapple Express was a huge fucking deal. And that and it's crazy to think that the trailer is (laughs) could be argued as being even more iconic. Like, I know. Seriously, I know. Is that that song even in the movie? I don't remember. I don't don't know. I I don't know. It was just in the trailer. Yeah, it might have been. I yeah, when every time I think of that movie and I love that movie, it's you know, I've seen it several times, but I do kind of just think of that song uh-huh, and, the, right. and the trailer and how big of a moment that was like for mm-hmm. us as seniors in high school or or just after or whatever, whenever it was. But yeah, that was like like Brandon said, like kind of more memorable than than the movie at in at a certain point. It's like such a moment in time, especially when I don't know, I feel like I would see midnight showings a lot at that time. And that's usually a rowdy crowd for a midnight showing. You play you throw that trailer yeah. up and people are like, oh, my God, oh, we <laughs> just up. smoked. So we're all highest we're ever going to be for the movie. So this is extra great. Um, it, well, is it, it, it just a, another culture just with that and a to show, I think, the magnitude of it is there was a 420 showing of Pineapple Express. Wow. I was so just like, say it, it was like fundamentally part, like, yes. The, yeah. And I th- I think we were really starved for a weed movie. I'm trying to think of like uh, half Harold and Kumar. Harold and Kumar, I, yeah. Harold and Kumar. It was a few years before, but I don't, but it wasn't half as baked, like culturally. Yeah. 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 I think for our generation, it was it was Pineapple Express. Maybe if uh, people a few years older than us, it would have been Harold Kumar. But uh huh, um, sure, 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 yeah. Well, we we all mentioned Major Laser earlier. Major Laser is a side project he started with another DJ Switch, who's no longer with, with him. He, he got oh, yeah. two other guys with him now. But this is the this is Pondy Floor from uh, the first album, which is I think one of the more recognizable ones because it is used in a Beyonce song later on. Uh, so I was just gonna show a little bit of this one. Um, this when this song was like popular during the summer. I feel like when we were, were like going to a lot of shows and wanting and really into electronic music, and this was dropped at like every single, every one. set. This set, and, someone uh, remixed this every every set that we yeah absolutely and uh, warp. By Bloody Beetroots. Bloody Beetroots. Yeah. Was yeah, another that one that was just like used a lot at that short period of time. Mm-hmm. It, it just it goes to show you the power of ass shaking. <laughs> it can change the world. Yeah. <laughs> it can change the world. <laughs> Definitely an argument <laughs> is there. There it is. I, I mean, haven't seen this video in fucking forever either. They're just that dance move they're doing on the screen for those listening is they're just fucking yeah it's like a dance move that simulating just, sex yeah simulating sex man. aggressively to the beat to the beat <laughs> to the beat oh yeah of course um but i also to go back to my earlier question i remember seeing major laser uh multiple times seeing diplo a couple times as well i remember mm-hmm. seeing this song one time at coachella we're yeah. so SoCal yeah. surfer dudes uh, we've we've had our numerous experiences with. Curtail. I got my ticket for this coming year. Holy shit! 
Uh, be number, number 10. Oh my oh God. My you God. mad, man. Um, <laughs> but I remember him playing this, them playing the song and I was getting so frustrated with how he was teasing the drop. It would like, right when it's oh. like about to get that, he's like, and there's somebody on the ladder waiting to jump down. <laughs> and then that's happening. And then he'd like build it up again and then pause. And then he like switched the song like right at the end. And everyone was like, what the fuck? <laughs> Seems very counterproductive to, uh, the goal he's trying to accomplish it's a little tease and then i remember seeing him i went to hard summer 2010 matt our good friend matt christie pat frisky gave me a, a or I, I bought a ticket off him drove down from santa barbara you're gonna get a lot of california stuff today and i went to hard <laughs> summer in los angeles and by myself now what and, freeways did you take to oh well yeah. you're gonna you're gonna want to take that 101 at some point you know you want to get on that one i mean the five the five <laughs> uh, probably not but um so i anyways diplo like when on his set i was also getting very annoyed because it's one thing if like you're trying to keep the crowd going but it's another if it like go you're doing it like too much because it was like i get into this the song he's playing i'm like cool yeah and then he'd be like how are we doing out there Let's let's hear some. Are we having a good time? Yeah, okay. And then yeah. we'd like go back to the song. I said, "How are we having a good time? I want to hear you laugh." And it's like, "Yeah, yeah, okay, come on." And then they like go back to the song for like another fifteen seconds. Like, "How are we doing, LA?" <laughs> we just constantly just be talking out. Especially maybe it's just that set, and he was trying to just get more more out of people. No, I was I, like, "I think he is that play kind the music, of guy." Yeah. yeah, he seems like that kind of performer to me. Like, uh-huh. you know, not not one to like keep his head down and focus on his his boards or anything i think he's just kind of like you know the vibe he's a dj he's a, yeah i mean that's part of his job <laughs> too is pump people up but yeah i, mean, I get what you mean the, james that's that yeah. would bother me too <laughs> <laughs> i remember i don't know and i also yeah i wasn't drinking or doing anything i was just i was very sober that mm-hmm. whole time and i was like soul wax <laughs> is closing out the night and i'm gonna be there for that that's all that yeah. matters and that was that was one of the cool shows uh, but yeah, th- those are just some of my memories of, of seeing him live. But I also remember like, oh, Major P- Laser is playing. We all have to like be there for that. And oh was, my god, I yeah. remember seeing him a couple times, and each time was just like a blast. Like people get naughty, you know. It's booty shaking music, right? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. That's what it's about. Well, That's when you about. when you asked uh, a few minutes ago about like um, our our favorite concert ex- or like if we wanted mm-hmm. to talk about that, I was like thinking, I'm like, yeah, I remember seeing major laser at Coachella, but I don't, I don't <laughs> Do really you? remember much. <laughs> I, think I was, was going to say, yeah. Pretty gone, so yeah, yeah uh, absolutely. I know it was fun though. I know there was a lot of, I remember there being a, like too many people there, um, but it was yeah. fine. It was totally fine. Yeah. Um, yeah there, there were also their live shows for major laser are really like, crowd including the crowd there's oh, a lot a 100%. lot of that going on and it's a party i mean yeah yeah because yeah. it's like it's unsurprising that we don't remember specifics of it because it's yeah it's party music it's dance music it's yeah have have fun music and there's yeah you don't yeah you're not, not sitting so- quietly watching the- <laughs> 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 <Taking> notes, <yeah. laughs> exactly well, let me pull out right. my notes from hard summer 2010 <laughs> exactly so and you know it just it goes to show you how important it is to yeah like create that setting in the music that you are putting out there and the music that you produce is that you know you're trying to uh create a create a space for uh, for something to happen in with what uh, you know uh yeah and so this is that's his vibe well one of the one of the next things he gets into is uh this 
this uh, collab with Skrillex. Uh, Jack, oh, Jack, oh, let's talk, yeah, let's talk about Jack. You, Jack, you, this is like, this has to be like close one, of, one of the most listened to or viewed songs on YouTube, right? This is like, oh, for up sure. there with, I think, with, lean, how many lean, views on, I think lean on is the one that's the highest for, I could be wrong. This is a yes, one, one, on 1.2 bill. Oh my god. This has that's a, a bill. This has that's a, a B. Bill. That's a B, ladies and gentlemen. That's a bill, baby. With a yeah. B. Yeah, there's You know what's cooler a, than a million? A billion. A, a million millions. <laughs> a, a, a million <laughs> A million times a million? Yeah. Um yeah, I'll play I, a little of uh, I don't, do I don't know if I know what this song sounds like. Oh, you know the oh. song here. I'll get oh, you. you know the song. There's no way. I think change. this is a great song. Did you go out in public when this song came out? I mean, yeah, were you not. alive? <laughs> oh, okay, mate. Tough time for me, maybe during this. I think this is a very well produced song. I mean, this is yeah, it's, it's very this is a great, great song. So it's Skrillex, Diplo, and Justin Bieber. Yeah, just for the single. I mean, the, and then there's a whole album with them too. And so this one, Sam, and then Sam gave me a thumbs up. She must like this one. Yeah, it's a great song. See? Everybody See? likes. Everybody, Everybody likes the song. I don't recognize it. Really? Oh. Maybe when the chorus hits. Maybe. I love this weird sound. You know? like, there's like highs and lows like to ASMR to my ear. <laughs> It's like sounds like a fart sound almost. <laughs> it's so great. That's what you're into. I know. <laughs> Is that what you do? You go online, you ASMR farts. <laughs> I don't. ASM fart. <laughs> oh okay. <laughs> That oh yeah, no, I, I recognize Whatever that, that little. Uh, this looks like I a Peter Ga- Gabriel music song. video, <laughs> right? Oh yeah. It sounds like somebody's like repairing a squeaky door. It's so. So oh, so I I love it. I there's a there's a video on New York Times did a video about like the making of the song and the producing of it where they interviewed Skrillex and Diplo and he was like they were he kind of showed a little bit of that sound broken down and it's Bieber's vocals uh that they like oh, fucked the shit out of on Ableton yeah. and Skrillex was like talking about on oh yeah Ableton's That's so cool because cool you can like digit everything can sound so digitally like destroyed and almost worse in like a cool way and stuff yeah that sounds like such a Skrillex oh thing to say. I know <laughs> <laughs> but uh no, that's it, where he gets all of his inspiration <laughs> yeah I just Skrillex and then just Diplo, making things sound bad Di- but Diplo made such a great point uh especially from a producer standpoint where he's like everybody's got the same you know palette of samples and patches of things to work with and to make it sound original and unique you can take someone's voice and it sounds completely different than any right. anything else that anyone is doing That's part of the song. and skrillex said like yeah the human voice is essentially a synthesizer where like the throat controls yeah. like, the modulation the vibrato comes out of a face that is can sound different depending on how it bounces around in your in your mouth and stuff and hearing them talk about i was like ah, this is you guys are are great produ- producers to have this whole concept of it, and and not only that, but Skrillex was going through different versions of the song. He's like, "Oh, this one was kind of cool. Oh, this one," and they all sounded like badass remixes of this song. I was like, "That's cool to know." And they were they were expressing that like you try to find that thing that is the coolest thing and minimize everything else to bring that out. And they were saying it right. was the so they like just honed in on that and said that was the thing that we gotta 
So that's that's so interesting because that I feel like is kind of a Diplo signature is like just that it's it's an abstract concept, but like Mm. it's just that one little that one little thing, that one little sound that just kind of like like Ponde Flora has it, Leanon has it. It's just that little like ah, I don't even know. It's some Mm. weirdly manipulated sound that just kind of like it sounds like Mm -hmm. yeah it's it's catchy but it's also fucked up a little bit yeah it's kind of like it is kind of analog a little bit or it is kind of like Mm -hmm. real or or kind of yeah a messy sort of screechy a little screechy but also fluid i don't know it's Mm -hmm. a very because even paper planes like the gun without the gun i mean it'd still be a great song without the gunshots but that gun those gunshots add such a flavor to it that is a kind of a bold sort of interesting sort of move just to drop like fucking gunshots in, in a song i i don't know um mm-hmm. and to yeah as far as a, yeah, as a producer it's interesting move so skrillex is hot shit diplo jumps on that hot shit another another situation where he uh looks at skrillex and is like oh everyone's really liking this guy i should work with him but also yeah. to reutilize beebs in a way i thought that was really cool where it's like yeah and, and that was expressed in that interview i mentioned earlier where justin bieber was like yeah i want to perform the song there's a bunch of like adults cheering for me and he's going through a hard time when he just turned 21. He's like, he's going through his, his hard issues and stuff, but he's like, mm. it was really cool to see a bunch of like adults in that kind of setting cheering for me when I'm used to like, you know, a little more like little kids kind of cheering for me and shit. So I was going to ask, like when this came out, was this kind of like a new, uh, like era for Justin Bieber? Was this kind of like his first foray into like more, adult sounding stuff or I think, I think so i don't know a lot about bieber's I, career I but i don't think so he probably he no. might have had like an album before or after this time that was more in in line with that but this one i think okay. made made it mainstream pop because i think he was kind of in a sad period at this time he's doing like kind of more sad ballads oh, okay so it kind of am i wrong in, in that Oh, I don't. I, I don't. I know. would. I would just say with Bieber, like, there's a reason why he, you know, was the mega star that he is, is because it was a situation of like whatever the hottest sound is, Bieber's on it. So it's like, I'm trying to think about in Bieber's career, where is this? Because I don't know. It's like this isn't because this is only this is seven years ago. Like this isn't necessarily like a totally new sound. I guess is what yeah. I mean. So Bieber's been on things that are somewhat similar to this. Oh, okay. um, but nonetheless, it's like purpose came out, uh, 2015. And that yeah. one I, is the one in my memory where he's got like, sorry, what do you mean? Mm-hmm. That's kind of like oh, a pop- such a good album. Oh. What do you mean? is a pretty fun poppy song, but they're great. Love yourself. Uh, oh, I know that one. Yeah. Right. Um, when, what do you mean? I feel like that's, Mm-hmm. yeah like that's the, kind of the bridge playing to get us to playing here. off of where are you now a little bit mm-hmm. too but um i think i don't know to me it almost seems like it helped him kind of come to terms with the next phase of his career but maybe i'm not charting his career as as well as i think but that's what i gathered mm-hmm. from the interview i watched it seemed like that was kind of a new thing for him to see people appreciating oh, yeah. um him in that way uh but this is just yet another version of our, our good friend diplo oh, that is a good point. um anything i mean is if there's anything else to say about jack you i was gonna uh see what what next what's next for our, our good friend i'm oh. trying to uh go chronologically but it's it's just uh there's so many things i was gonna say maybe just jump into uh, country western diplo so jack jack you Thomas is him Leslie and harding whatever him and skrillex is that like mm-hmm. their their little duo 
Okay. And they yeah. Just one I mean, album, and it won the Grammy for best dance electronic album of that year. Yeah. I like. And where like where are you now? Is like arguably the biggest song, uh, or that other? What's the other one? Uh, kids with Kidza. I forget her name, but Sizza um, or, or not Sizza. I'm Sia. Right, uh, not Sia, there's uh with the there's a jack another oh, jack in a band now with Sia oh, oh kaiza the singer you're talking kaiza yeah that's the other yeah, single yeah, yeah. off this album mm-hmm. and then now he's with uh, Sia on uh lsd there's that um that, i was yeah, lear- talking learning about, about that as well that yeah some collaborations with, yeah to talk about that because it's either yeah lsd or um yeah, I was also. Is it Silk City? Is that the Mark Ronson? That's venture? what I was going to bring up. I like yeah. that he has all these different, like, little, um, yeah, almost yeah. like bands or like, like yeah. side uh-huh. projects, you know? It's, it's cool. Because, right, you just house like that type of, because he's just so multifaceted. So you're housing all of these different uh, yeah. brands, yeah. almost, if you will. Right? Well, and I'm sure they're all under, he's he does Mad Decent, right? That's his Correct, label. Yeah. So they're probably yeah. all, you know, in house with. Yeah, decent. But to, um, I mean, to get a name like Sia in like a collective, I think that's pretty cool. She just seems such right? like, and she's a producer. Like she's a, a producer herself thing. too. So it's cool to think she like is. two producers yeah. as artists kind of kind of working together in that way and, and hitting it off as well. And it's just, I mean, to even look at some of like the these numbies that we're that we're seeing on these like. <laughs> yeah. I know I yeah. already mentioned on YouTube, and maybe it doesn't mean 1. anything 2, to you. It's, it's all it's all relative, but. LSD oh, genius featuring Sia Diplo and Labyrinth. That's the that's the collective LSD. Mm. Three hundred twenty nine mm. million on on this genius song. Say, so, uh, uh, I mean, I'll play. I'll play. This one's kind of got kind of a catchy chorus, but um, I would like to see too after this how many uh, plays Thunderclouds has. Which one? Thunderclouds. Thunderclouds. Yeah, I'll look at that one. I'll just I'll play this a little in the background. I mean, this is. This it's Labyrinth and Sia are the voices and I'm it's like I can it's undeniably pretty catchy but I'm not sure if it's it's my favorite of his. No, yeah, I agree because it's um it's that arena rock a little, kind of vibe. It has like an Imagine Dragons yes. kind of thing yes. going on that I really oh. don't like. Where this is like this almost is too corporate, which is funny about mm. like again like Sia being a producer because it's like it's too yeah I don't know this is like she's also like written really really popular pop songs right because I think it was Sia that wrote uh, Diamonds right or Diamonds in the Sky the Rihanna yes. song yeah, right yeah, right and, uh, and then like. Uh, chandelier was like a song she wrote for like beyonce or something that beyonce didn't want and so she took it and made it herself and um that's cool to see like a a a collab i like he's to have Mm -hmm. someone so willing to collaborate collaborate and also put his spin on something like you you do commend him for and i don't know some some of it doesn't work out for me and and uh some of it does but i mean making that much stuff like it's it's bound to be some of it's bound to be catchy. I mean, and he's had a fair amount of hits. And uh, the one thing that I think is funny is this is this uh, Thomas Wesley uh, con- country thing, too. Yeah. But mm-hmm. it's like I you can see he's like taking it. Why. He's taking it seriously. There's like a like you want to like be like there's got There's got to be more irony to this than he's letting on. But he seems generally like sincere about it. And yeah, he's lived in Miss. He was born in Mississippi. I think he grew up in, in uh, Tennessee Love. for a bit too. And then spent a lot of time in Florida, of course. Um, or maybe, maybe not Tennessee. Maybe it was just all Florida, but 
so he's got some some roots and, and everything there. But did you guys check out this album at all? Is his uh, no? I did. His country yeah. one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. It's like I'm. I, it, I'm. I'm not sure what to make out of it fully. Yeah, I just understand it, its existence mm -hmm. by and large. Like because I've just tried to wrap my mind around uh, popular country music, and I really just don't like it. But um, it's interesting where popular country music is at because it has obviously had to compete with like in my mind objectively better genres that are more popular mm -hmm. um and it's incorporated those pop sensibilities and pop stylings and a lot of that kind of like quote-unquote dance music sounds in yeah. country to try right. to make them these big fun uh numbers that you know do big numbies um, <laughs> and, and it's so it makes sense why he's going in there because it's almost it, him almost like with this business acumen are like, here is, <laughs> here is a market that is ripe for somebody who's actually good at this dance music stuff to come in because the popularization of this country pop dance music is being done by country people, or maybe, I don't know, the Swedes are coming in now and making these country <laughs> songs, but like, um, because they do that and we'll get into it when we cover some other producers of like the Swedes just coming in and just understanding pop music. Cause they just, cause of ABBA, I guess is why they're, so, they're so surgical with, with uh -huh. pop music. They it's just, like, they've grown up with Eurovision. Yeah. Right. Uh-huh. And yeah. So it's somebody with an American sensibility to dance music coming into the country scene. And like, it has a place to like, so like actually, <laughs> if you were to just conceptualize the perfect spaces there's stagecoach festival that happens after coachella which are arguably some of the biggest country music well stagecoach would be one of the biggest country um maybe it's i i would assume it's maybe at the bottom of like the top five or top 10 in the country maybe but still up in the top and when you think about country acts there's a a fair amount of like still somewhat traditional country acts that are like the big headliners but what do you what's playing after you know, after 10 30 PM yeah. in the, in the country scene is like, they want how, I mean, they're starved for a hybrid of like, you yeah. know, in the, like drinking, hanging out, partying country mm -hmm. music. And yeah. So that market is right for somebody like Diplo to come in and uh, yeah. Incorporate country into his, uh, yeah. His, Was, his flavor when, of dance music. For this album, it's relatively new. Yeah relatively is yeah it, and i think he's kind of yeah, still yeah. in still in that that world yeah, i think he's still running around wearing cowboy hats <laughs> i think so too yeah i think he's is it too. was this before old town road or after this is this kind is of concurrent after. uh it has the remix of old okay. town road on this album is like the oh, wow is, or okay. is it that but, the, is that the bonus track so okay so right. he, that's what i was gonna say okay. so, like so kinda, Diplo he jumps onto on. it like I everything see. else yeah. I see. yeah 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 well, that, that, to, that to me i feel like is the jettison of it because when once he hops on old town road and proves the concept of i can incorporate hip-hop sensibility into country music then it gives me an even more validation that i can go in there and do and feel comfortable doing this mm -hmm. and once that song gets as mega popular as it got he makes the shift into the country scene and then becomes yeah a thomas wesley and 
thing. That's, I think that's really that's so funny that he goes by <laughs> his real like, name. Tom, yeah. Well, but that's that's his first name and his middle name, right? Like that's, I think so. Yeah. But that sounds more like a West country West. artist than if he went by Thomas Pence. <laughs> I feel like Thomas <laughs> right. Wesley. That's like such a rough and tumble like country yeah. sounding name. Also the Earth name for yeah. Sure. That's and he's just all, all about making that that new alter ego, and I think that's fascinating at this point right. that. Yeah, he's just swerving into to a new lifestyle. And um, do you yeah. think he's just bored? Maybe like he's like, you know what? Yeah. Fuck it. I'm <laughs> probably I haven't done country yet. Like, let's, no. let's try it on. <laughs> it's because he sees the value in it. Oh, does he? I, I I feel like there is probably a sense of him getting well, well, both. He like bored. But then also like the only reason he would do something new I think is because he wants to commodify it a bit. He wants to like he's sure. a, a, mm. appropriating. He wants to find a way right. to like, you know, he's not going to pick anything random. He's, he's I mean, kind I of like riding the wave a bit on a lot of these things, but also I think maybe carving I, what out I his meant, own name as well. Yeah, I guess I meant like maybe he just sees it as like a, a challenge that he hasn't mm -hmm. he hasn't really dealt with before. So he's just thinking, oh, maybe, you know, the time is right, given mm -hmm. that's where the trend is going. But Maybe I can uh, attach my horse to this carriage, so to speak. Nailed it. <laughs> I mean, he must have played yeah, like yeah. Austin City Limits one time and was like, hmm, I see all these these this untapped market of, uh, right. you know, like, oh, stagecoach 10 at the end. Like, oh, I could I could take that over and I could get me on that stagecoach lineup. Yeah, I think also, too, we have to understand is we've just we it's already been mentioned that we're a bunch of SoCal surfer dudes and right. that, we're bringing that sensibility into this. And it's just like in my mind like the 20 what 2016 election it's like you we're we're not tapped yeah. into what the rest of the country like that sensibility and how big country music is just generally because we're listening to me we're coastal elites yeah <laughs> yeah we're, but yeah so, so again you know it's do you have any it more great poupon <laughs> so, so, so i mean this is can potentially this project be looked at as like you know trying to see another perspective and like that's the challenge that he seeks out i haven't done that like, yet i haven't tapped yeah, that exactly yeah. exactly that's I, I didn't even mean it in a in a negative way i just think he's mm -hmm. got to be getting to a point where he's like all right i've done this i've done you know like here's something that's new and you. different yeah well, yeah here's a little sample of uh heartless morgan featuring, so uh, fucking big right now morgan wallen and, he, and I like the didn't, song. Didn't he? Didn't he say the N word or something? Yeah, he did. Oh, did but he? Oh, it, oh, but that that group doesn't care. It's just one of those things. That's true. I have no idea. They, they probably. I mean, if anything, you could argue he's probably popular. Yeah. That is. What is this? <laughs> is this your new favorite? Is this your new favorite, Corey? This is overtaking uh, Major League. Yeah. Right? Oh, for sure. I got chills right now. Dude, I could fucking square dance to this shit. This is... You just you just making sweet love to your lady? Yeah. <laughs> and the and your horse is like looking in. On a, and you're on like a bale of hay. I'm sorry. This is such a this is such a strange um, like fusion of things to me. Like the rest of the album is so much stranger. This is like the it really? working the best the it could. The rest mm -hmm. of it, there's a little bit more of like ah, they're okay. They're they're trying to do something here. I but get. I, I guess this like, is my favorite song on the album. This is, yeah. yeah. Do, you do you want me to do the okay. other one? The one yeah, with Cam. Hit. 
is the, is one. the one I would argue is like okay that uh, that to this me is more is, like country pop. Well, yeah, right, but it's good. It's, it's just so funny to me, like the trap beat behind it. Like, I mean, <laughs> you, like country that's, pop that's, has that's been that's around what he for offers, a while. Yeah. It's just so silly to me. You know, I could treat you right. Look at the. Uh, uh, He's such a he's such a goober, and he's he's a big ham, and he likes to be like I can see that he yeah. likes to be in like the spotlight a bit. I think he went to school for film, as did MIA. Like they and they dated for a bit, and they, I think they bonded. Like you saying, like they both went to school for, for film, and nice. even that Florida documentary is it's pretty. Yeah, the mayor of Flavortown. Jeez. <laughs> oh, they're they at Coachella? Oh, no, they're Stagecoach. Stagecoach, there it is. Hey. Wow. So Cam, is she a, is she a big deal right now, too? Well, she's getting the diploma. Oh, okay, yeah, this is kind of fun. If you know what I mean. What did you say? Oh, I said she's getting the diplo bump right now. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he's shotgun in a, a Bud Light. This, this, this. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I get it, Brandini. I get it. Yeah. I mean, look at it. They're at stage coach. I, I mean, from. it's like, yeah, it's like fun, fun music. I, I, yeah, that in particular, because the Morgan Wallen thing, I agree. Like the, it's too trap, and that is, and it also just seems so fucked up, right? That like somebody that says the, uh, the hard R, and then you're using a trap beat. It's like do, yeah. that, yeah. To me, yeah, it's that like, is super fucked. You, you, a bit of a slap in the face. Yeah, it's like fucked. you're not allowed to use that. I'm sorry, yeah. but like, if you're gonna talk like that, you're not allowed to <laughs> use a trap beat. You're. <laughs> that's not okay yeah that's fucked up in my opinion so you know that's where i stand that. yeah it's it, okay well i mean we've we've run through like a good amount of his uh his machinations i mean the the silk city one we can let's let's check out that one i mean it's just been kind of fun to, I love uh, it. to check is that out the, the mark ronson mark ronson mm-hmm. dua lipa's okay. on this one we'll cover mark ronson eventually yes yeah. that'll be yeah. that'll be a whole separate episode yeah, we'll for sure cover mark ronson as long as i'm off <laughs> All right, calm down. If I have anything to do about it, if I have anything to fucking say about it, <laughs> this video is cool. It'll just be a good excuse to talk about Joanne. Fuck yeah. Joanne's not Michael's. Speaking, ah. speaking of somewhat of a country flavor and love, yeah, it's like it's like Dolly. I don't know. It was more like stripped, stripped down, almost yeah. like I don't even want to say Carol King, but like Katy Perry. Mm-hmm. What? What? <laughs> <laughs> no, this this is almost like the the '90s house thing that Beyonce is yeah. kind of taking in. That's too. I love, and yeah, I next uh, if we could play some of his stuff that lately I've been keen on is this like higher ground deep house phase because deep house oh let's play both of our favorite song of his brand let's just let's just get that one out there i mean the, <laughs> that's the the one the song that just fucking <laughs> what is it? slaps it rips. <laughs> it rips it rips it, it, rips, rips. it slaps it bangs <laughs> you have i think this is the is this the dis is yeah. this the other remake oh no this is no this is just the, the okay remake. oh i mean it's gonna have this weird i've got awesome intro the Dick song just fucking rips when did this come out? This is on his yeah. newest album. 
Oh, okay. Which, so yeah, like I mean, I guess he's not fully in country land because he did just come out with a new album called Dip, just called self-titled uh, last year, and it's good. He's got this and some other really solid ones. When he, whenever he works with Aluna from Aluna George. Oh fuck. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Oh, this is a great video. I love this. So fucking dope. Bassy, driving beat, got good, like, I don't know, like sexy, like women vocals. Nice little bridge to calm it down before you get right right into it. It's almost like Aphex. (laughs) I was just thinking that, yeah never seen the video creepy creepy faces (laughs) yeah but that's in this album uh is is pretty solid i mean i I guess we're kind of there like before this uh in between the country album and this newer album he does this other one called in 2020 called mmxx which i don't know just kind of says to me it would almost be like a quarantine project but it's an ambient album it's like all a bunch of ambient tracks uh, and it's not bad. It's not too shabby. It's almost like him going back to like Florida stuff. Cause some, like some of like the other uneven parts of Florida are almost kind of these beats and, and kind of, uh, rough, rough tracks and everything, but it's good for reading, good for background stuff. Um, it was cool to see him challenge himself in that way almost too, like, uh, strip everything down. I've, I've been on a big ambient kind of music kick as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, on this new, new album, he has don't forget my love fe- featuring Miguel, not my favorite, but I, it's it's catchy and I and I and I see why people like it. Um, he's been working with Little Yachty and I, his mm-hmm. Little Yachty's that stuff. Little Yachty's that. voice is just just works so well. Um, I think with his beats, I think he's got he has one with uh, Santa Gold, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. Um, he also think, produced a couple of her songs on. Um, there's a list of them. I, I can't remember the ones off the top. He's of really he's really worked with everyone. I mm-hmm. I think at this point. Diplo or he would be he would be good to use in that like uh seven degrees of Kevin Bacon or whatever. Yeah. Seven degrees of Diplo. A dip. When did this uh video? Four years ago. Four years ago. He helped uh, do one of Yachty's best songs on Yachty's like breakout album. Gotcha. Okay. I think I think his voice He saw the value in Yachty and I'm so glad he did because I am a, I'm a Yachty fan. I love Santa Gold. Yeah, dude. Totally. That's a Yachty sound, though. He's got such such an identifiable sound. Like his voice is only his. I just want to ball like the big leagues. I just want a nice house on the show. I just want a big house like SB. So kiss me if you can. I'm chasing oh, yeah. They are uh, making some donuts. Lots of cake is the name of the, the shop they're working at in this music video. <laughs> if you were curious. Uh, Yachty's cracking some eggs, answering the phone. Got a lot of butter. Oh, Yachty coined his genre of music catchy. that he is the king of is bubblegum rap. That's dope. I love it. It's interesting. It's interesting to me, though, that like you've got 
the song is credited to Diplo, but it's Yachty and and Santa Gold. It's just mm-hmm. it's just an interesting way of doing it because it's like, you know, that obviously means he produced it. But usually, mm-hmm. I don't know if I were just to hear mm-hmm. this, I'd be like, oh, that's a new Santa Gold song or or a Lily Yachty song. But mm-hmm. Dip, maybe Diplo produced it or something. But that's interesting it's, that it's, it's almost like a Mark, a Mark Ronson it's thing, a- too. Yeah. Yeah. It's like it's like a marketing or a business decision mm-hmm. or almost like in in a different way, like a DJ Khaled situation where. Yeah, for he's, sure. He's he's not never really going to do him. <laughs> Please. <laughs> <laughs> would you even call him a producer? I mean, I guess I of guess of course you would. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Calls himself I mean, especially he how does. he makes albums like a DJ. Yeah. What is a DJ called album? If not just. No. <laughs> Everybody else, like on top right. of and him, just in the background, <laughs> just know. yelling his DJ Khaled. Yeah, <laughs> well, Maybe. I'm sorry. If that's reductive to all the Khaled fans out there. I'm sorry. Khaled but, heads up. Yeah, but I don't know. We can do a hate listen some sometime and and get into it and, and see what happens. But that guy's got a lot of pull. He's worked with fucking everybody. So oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. I don't I can't knock the hustle and it is all yeah. lifestyle and shit too he's another another producer where his his lifestyle is such a part of of his yeah. brand and, and who he is savvy yeah. his yeah. presence on social media yeah mm-hmm. very social media savvy which Diplo is too I was very gonna ask fun. is he is he kind of and he's I feel really like he's so, mm-hmm. how is he even able to do that he has so oh, you so hire busy. somebody yeah, you just hire somebody. I guess, but I feel like Khaled. You pay, not, you to, pay him. not to keep talking about DJ Khaled, but I feel like he his <laughs> whole thing on social media is like he takes a lot of videos of himself and like shows you his world. It's not yeah. being run by someone else. You know what I mean? No, I mean totally. maybe maybe the main account wow. is, but, but it's a combination, right? Like you just divide the labor up a little bit because you understand what level you need to be at in order to like keep. Yeah, because it's it's all such a mechanism, right? Like how often you're posting, the type of content you're posting, and that stuff really matters. And frequency is a part of that, sure, right? And mm-hmm. um, so you just probably split the difference. But that's funny that you bring that up because I follow him on TikTok, and I it came up on my for you page. I don't know, probably about like a week. Maybe a week, no, it would have been around the World Cup. Is he took a video of him in his like cabin essentially on the plane? So he was on this new uh United Emirates flight, and his whole his whole like it literally is a cabin, like he had his own private shower. Um, yeah. and he and he just took a video of all of those amenities and it was insane to see. Yeah. <laughs> and that's I mean, yeah, it's it, it's that's one of those things you have access to this, this person, especially if you go to a show of theirs and, and see them and you see people, people backstage. That's yeah. I don't know for, for a lot of people that's adds so much to the experience is uh, how close you are to the DJ and how you know the DJ. And uh, but I don't know, maybe for some certain people, but uh, it just seems so much more accessible when they're just right there in front of you. And it's just, it's just one guy. And um they are like in the age of the past 10 years and why, why they become like a celebrity DJ is, you know, maybe in a similar way, like we were saying, I don't know, like a celebrity chef. We just saw Guy Fieri, you know, Diplo doesn't have his own. He kind of does have his own TV show. There's a major laser TV show that, that came out, you know, on adult. Yeah, I feel there. like um, he's kind of like just a brand, like yeah, in and of himself, Matt Deeson you know, and all that. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I just, I he's, brought, Oh, continue. Sorry. I was just he's certainly like a public figure at this point. Like, you know, I, I don't know if I'd say household name, but like in 
most people who know like current mainstream music know know who he is i would say he's you know he yeah he and he's been in like a bunch of commercials i remember when he was blowing up i think like maybe around the time that lean on came out mm -hmm. i saw him in in like many I don't, I don't remember specific ones but i know he was in like doing a lot of like you know advert you know advertisement stuff yeah. mm -hmm. so i think even his face people know who he is now just so, again yeah the big thing too is these uh soundtracks for movies uh mm. and then doing promotions a lot of uh, promotional material yeah like a song for the world cup or whatever the he did, right, a, he did a song right. for uh deadpool 2 as well he's, uh, ah, okay it's awful oh, he's I, got I, his hands in everything it is one of my least favorite yeah, let's songs listen to that one now. yeah i want to hear <laughs> we, we've given, been giving him too much praise this is it huh so this is this is all the welcome to the party all the trap stuff is, is a big deal Go play Fortnite. This is Welcome to the Party, featuring Lil is, Pump and Javier is Ward. It? Oh, no shit. Yeah, if say, you guys I were mean, wondering yeah. what the name of the song Obviously. was, <laughs> I was wondering what the name of the song was. I had to look it up. It wasn't clear Holy enough. Shit, that's Deadpool in the, in the video there. It's fucking dope, dude. Diplo's there too. Uh, this stuff, this stuff always cracks me up when it's like cross promotion. So, th so this, yeah, um, like who thought of this in the first place? Like the 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 production company, probably, but the studio, the studio, yeah, the studio for the movie. It reminds me of I used to have the Spider, the first Tobey Maguire Spider Man movie mm -hmm. on DVD. And Did that have Hoobastank on it? No, it was some forty one. They had a nice. a song that was just like just like a fun song but it was <laughs> in the soundtrack and the music video had like spike like scenes from yeah. spider-man just like all right. right but they were like not interspersed spider between them playing <laughs> playing their songs right. like, they're just like green like screened this, in the who, background who made this like, <laughs> yeah who's, who's this for but for i guess it was for me because i i loved it i thought it was awesome i got spider-man you know, 2 soundtrack as a as a gift and it had uh the mm. ending credits song for that movie is a dashboard confessional original song written just for that movie just for the movie called, oh. Vindic just called movie. vindicated okay. that played on f the morning like because i would always watch mtv and vh1 they were right next to each I other think was i would just oscillate between the two in the morning as i got ready to go to school <laughs> and uh <laughs> Man, when Hoobastank came on, I was like, there would be songs that would literally show up on both channels, and then I'm just fucked. And like, yeah. the, the reason by Hoobastank was one oh, of them. Like, that was everywhere. When yeah. that came on, I was like, fuck, this song sucks. And I'm like, <laughs> and I have nothing else at that point. I can't. Go, if only you Ocean wait. Avenue came on again, I'd be happy. You gotta wait, <laughs> wait the three minutes, write it uh, out. Three terrible minutes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, I find that song really funny as well, just from a personal, uh, like for personal reasons, because I, when I was living with my aunt, there was this um, like competitive sing, uh, singing competition show. And my favorite pick was Zavaya, who's in that song. I see. And she, oh, cool. she got voted off. And then there was like this, like in a later episode vote to bring somebody back and she got brought back wow. and then she was like literally at the end and i was like this is the girl that has the most potential because i just you know there 
there's a lot of different like genres or like types of um, singers on these shows. Right. And her like look and sensibility, I understood as being incredibly popular and knew that she had a lot of bankability and would have a really like instant, uh, you know, kind of career. But then you hear a song like this and it's just like, damn, this is when um, it's not. Yeah. Like now all of your decisions are made by suits <laughs> and, then, and then have zero soul and you just get funneled into like, okay, now to make you popular, we're going to put you on this Deadpool track. And then everybody's there for all of the, like just solely money-making reasons. And it just is, it, that yeah. song to me is so soulless. It is like one of the most soulless songs I've ever heard. So yeah. I actually, I actually wanted to touch on, on that too, of like, how do we feel is, is Diplo, a sellout because he's so like I don't uh-huh. think I don't think that term really applies to him because he always just kind of did his own thing like even now he kind of like yeah. no one's controlling him like he he chooses who to work with and and what to do with them I guess but like I don't know it seems like he's he's very in like the with the corporate you know Right. Whatever so, you want to call them. And what but, standard oh, would you really hold him to to consider him a sellout? So it's like, what is his right. previous standard to be like, oh, he's changed since then? It's like exactly it's kind of his still- his change is kind of his brand is that he is gonna constantly kind of change his sound uh-huh. up at, at some point. And if anything, now I I saw recently there's uh, he's been doing a lot of like block parties. He'll like show up at a fucking park and just not tell anybody, cool. or maybe tell someone on Twitter or something, and then just set up and start blasting music. Until the cops oh, show yeah. up and shut it down, and then he and then he goes. It's just pretty, well, it's just pretty sweet. I, don't, I like yeah. that. Yeah. No, that's mm-hmm. cool. And I I just yeah, it was something that I was like, kind of just wrestling with a little bit when I was was researching him for this. Where I was like, huh, he kind like ordinarily I would see his career arc and be like, yeah, what? Like you're just you're making songs with Justin Bieber now, or like mm-hmm. I don't know, make you know doing all these ads or whatever, but. He kind of just—you can kind of tell that he is picking and choosing these, you know, collaborations on his own. So you can't really, you can't really knock him for that. But no, but that's yeah, a fair I, point to bring up moving forward, in particular, as we just like because there's been a couple moments in this conversation that I've noticed, and maybe you guys have too, where there are certain like this is what makes a producer or this is what makes a good producer and talking about also like where, um, you know, how they stack up in, you know, an example that has already been mentioned previously is like him being so front facing. Cause that's not, that is somewhat atypical of a producer. Right. And like, what is, so what is very like, what does success look like or how do you, uh, you know, how would you, uh, or legacy, I guess mainly I, I think I want to talk about legacy because when you bring up somebody selling out, I think that has uh, connotations of like tarnishing a legacy because mm-hmm. there's definitely going to be producers that we talk about that don't may, maybe never make a bad song. <laughs> like, well, I, I don't, don't know. I don't, is, is that out there? <laughs> it's almost just funny or to don't even never sell out. You know, always talking sell. about a producer selling out because you that's not a thing we ever talk about because producers i don't know they they exist in a different um compartment than artists so it's like you know no one's getting i I don't think i've ever even considered whether a producer has sold out uh or or anything like that it's almost like oh that that artist is working with that producer now maybe that would uh be like 
Yeah. Maybe but you a, always that the there's artists producers, out, not the producers. Sure. There's producers that maybe have always worked in the mainstream or something like that. And that's just what they're about. But we don't mm. judge them in that in that oh, sense. Wow. You know? Okay. I've yeah, seen no, some hatred poured out for Jack Antonoff for this Midnight's album from Taylor Swift and and people but like hasn't he, attributing hasn't he always like done negative Taylor Swift stuff? Exactly. Or, or, and and yeah. it's just interesting how and that's exactly what we're doing on this podcast is we're interpreting what a producer does, but for yeah. people to hear this new album of hers and Jack Antonoff might be a guy we cover as well cuz as far as contemporary producers he's he's up there sure. and for people to listen yeah, to that album sure. and think they know how to attribute what is his and what's hers. And she had, I, I, she came out and, and kind of had to stick up for him. It was like, it's my album. Like I decided right. how it was going to sound like yeah. at the end of the day, like I just needed his help to make it sound like that. Like, you know, so uh, I just think that's, I, that's interesting when people do turn on producers in that way. But even the, the term like selling out, it almost seems antiquated at this point. Where it like does. I, it it like does. The, people don't even really care anymore, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's such. A and that I, I honestly love that I, because yeah. that's in the past. It was that was a very like gatekeepy way mm. of like you know saying that. And I, honestly, there's a lot of bands that historically, it's they've gotten better, and that's why they're bigger now is because yeah. they make better stuff mm -hmm. it's not because they are selling out every time you know what i mean yeah. so i don't know but yeah that, that whole idea yeah. is kind of antiquated like you said but people it is like the lifestyle of of especially these you know and we're talking about his his lifestyle they they almost want to see him kind of yeah live it up a bit <laughs> sure sell sure. out if that if if that's what it means yeah i guess in terms of like, I think product placement and like and and big time celebrities like repping certain brands is kind of just cringy for like most people. Mm -hmm. So uh, mm -hmm. I think I don't know for me when I would see him on commercials all the time back in the day, I was kind of like, oh, my God, this fucking guy, <laughs> you know, but. <laughs> but uh but if there's like if there's like a band of like what if and i don't know maybe this isn't the best example but if like robert pollard just started incorporating like pepsi into his music or something yeah see i would that would not be cool with me you know? <laughs> and that seems like you're like guided by voices just does the new like olympics <laughs> you know what's funny they actually did uh sorry little sidebar but since you bring that up um i think it was budweiser like back in the oh, okay. like early or late or like mid nineties had like wanted him to do their, like write a song for Budweiser oh, wow. and he did, but then he, he said, I don't want to like go through with this basically. <laughs> like I, I'm not going to, I'm not going to do it, but that's since funny. you so, brought that to know up, how yeah. many songs they've created and to have that quality of quality control be like, not this one, <laughs> not this one, but it was, we'll you know, it wasn't others. that the, I'm sure it wasn't that he didn't like the song. It uh -huh. was that he didn't want to, be you know be involved with budweiser on that it, level you know right so. i just imagine him taking the taking the cd and then he gets up to the conference room and he opens the door and it's just a bunch of devils in there <laughs> <laughs> and, like, and 
and then there's just Satan himself yeah. just at the end of the desk, and you're and like, and then he's just being uh, chased out of there. Uh, actually, I don't think I'm going to do that. Hello, yeah, Robert. Actually, we demand blood off. sacrifice for this yeah. contract. Hope that's not a problem. <laughs> he's more of a Miller-like guy, anyways. <laughs> who knows anyway um yeah i mean that's what, is that our listeners are going to be like who no no um, I mean, this is a music podcast uh it's 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 fine man yeah. and anything this goes is, baby this is one of those things where i'm happy to reveal my nerdy side of certain bands that i like and i was my comparison was gonna be like yeah if radiohead did the halftime show i don't know it'd, it'd be pretty cool but also like oh, well, this that'd is be so weird this is weird yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um but I was just, I guess, you know, like not to not to drag on too long about everything. I think we've gotten a lot out about his whole career. But I think some of one of the tra- some of the tracks I wanted to mention are the ones where he is the producer, but he's not mentioned as like by Diplo or, or anything, which, oh, okay. uh, you know, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll start with this one, actually, this uh, which I know at the time. And this is also oh, wow. another uh, problematic. I don't even think problematic even think figure to, to say the least. Uh, Chris Brown. Uh, look at me now, but that this was a song that came out. I feel like we were at high schoolers at the age where this was just like twenty one, fucking maybe. just dope song to listen to driving around. This was this like, was after this was after high school for sure. This okay, was gotcha. like two thousand eleven or twelve or something. Chris Brown is a person sucks. So. I did not yeah, know absolutely. that. I didn't know that Diplo produced this. Huh. It's hard because it's just. I mean, the song is a, is a kind of a banger, but yeah, he's a, oh, yeah, he's, yeah, a, yeah. he's a, he's a trash, he's a trash person. I, I agree. Yeah. And maybe that's something we end up, you know, we, over time we wrestle with, but not, not on the first step. I don't see how you can hate from outside of the club. <laughs> yeah. You can't even get in. <laughs> yeah. Leg out. Yeah, this was huge when it came out. And this is kind of like the 808, like 808s and Heartbreak sort of coming into the rap rap world, I feel like, at this time. And affecting, like, the production. Because this just, this feels like 808s, right? Am I wrong on that? No, this wouldn't... Just, do you mean, like, the 808 drum sound? Or, like... like Both, that that and also, like, the Kanye album in in general. I don't know. That album was very, uh, like low-key ballady kind of thing i mean it had yeah like love lockdown kind of had that throbby 808 thing but this is the, yeah this bassiness not a lot of rapping on that album the minimal not a lot of rapping but like the minimalism of yeah maybe i don't know maybe it's more like good music or some shit but it just kind of has that like deep kind of kind of bassy sort of minimal sure uh, drum yeah. machine sort of vibe but anyways yeah, there's that one, and then um, he's he's worked with Beyonce. I mean, P- Pondy Floor, of course, is uh, used in one of her biggest songs, "Who Who Run the World," Diplo, girls. Diplo, and Girls. Um, yeah. And but uh, yeah, we don't have to play that. It's just uh, you know, it's Pondy. It's Floor. not a song I really care for either. It's because it strips yeah. out the interesting parts of Pondy Floor, mm-hmm. but I then to, you know, and it, yeah, there's so many better Beyonce songs. It's just so. That song mm-hmm. is not not great, not, not near anywhere near my top Beyonce song. Yeah, it was it was kind of weird to hear. I think because I had yeah. listened to the Pondy Floor like song yeah. so much, and that came out, I was like, "This is strange. Ooh, this is gross. yeah. This is seems like a kind of like clashing a, a little bit on 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 top of each other." Um, but then, yeah. yeah, I'll play this uh, all night uh, Beyonce song. This is on Lemonade. Now this, on the other hand, <laughs> <laughs> this is her best album, right? No, it's I self-titled. Mean, I wouldn't even know. I wouldn't either, but I yeah. love her new album. <laughs> I'll say that her new album fucking rules. So. 
I'll fresh. go with that. <laughs> but I know this the dropping of this album was a big deal. Because this is the one where it just I mean she's done that a couple times, right? Where she just come drops an album out of nowhere. And it's like a whole visual album. It was even written about in a, a, a marketing book, like towards the end of my. Uh, well, here I go again, being a Radiohead fan. Didn't she just steal it from Radiohead? With in Rainbow. Okay. I was wondering where you were going with that. It's like when she. Oh no, she didn't. See it, but it's just like that's that's that sort of thing where like uh, Radiohead announced it a week before. And then yeah. uh, put it online, and then you could pay whatever you wanted for it. Was their whole thing. Mm-hmm. And then this was, I think that was. You're gonna. I'm. I'm sorry. I'm just catching myself nerding out over Radiohead. I'm sorry, guys. Just a day in the life. Day in the life. Uh, but yeah, that's um big big song. That was big, big song. Okay, interesting. All this is also yeah, it's a, got a some big like song. And, it's got some dub vibes to it, right? A little dance hall, like you know, slow down dance hall, right? Oh, this song I love. This is a good song. And this is the the Sia relationship, uh, mm, right? Is forming here. It's a, it's this bassy like the the drums almost feel like marching band, like especially in Major Lazer, it's very much like yeah, It's like all very like marching band. Very true. Yeah. But the the snares, I don't know. There's something about how how he uses snares and then the. This is like he's just doing like an acting exercise. This is you, James. You would tell me about doing this before stuff is like. Mm -hmm. What is this? Is like postmodern dance or or something like that where you're interpretive dance where like a professor's like just do whatever you feel. Well, one of the exercises in my speech and body movement in college. That's what it was. Was uh, and it was one of my favorite classes that I didn't expect to like as much as I did. But it was essentially like yoga for the mind and body was what I figured out it kind of was but there was a portion in the beginning and it was in the morning she'd be like okay just start wandering around the room and uh, I gotta hear this part real quick it's good stuff Uh, and um, she would say when you get a thought in your head attach that thought with a movement and when you get a new thought uh, do a new movement and as your thoughts change, attach new movements. And so they're, and then I think people, mm. yeah. And so people would just be wandering around like crazy people, essentially at the beginning of the morning. And we'd all be yeah. just like, <laughs> we like make, make a, a, and like make a sound too. So it'd just be like, bloop, 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 bling, bling, <laughs> bling. And just like everyone just wandering around like crazy. And then like some people, people, people would like interact with these sometimes each that other. And it'd be like, bling, bling. And then just be like, just crazy. But it's it's very freeing. I'll say that it's a freeing I, I, experience to like let your guard down and and uh, be be vulnerable with people in a way that is tapping into your own subconscious, like together, kind of. It's it's interesting. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if you were to tell me. So I still am in touch with everybody in that class. We're <laughs> yeah, each other on a regular what, basis. What, what we experience, <laughs> we'll, we'll never forget. <laughs> it's a yeah. I will never forget it. I will take that. If you'll indulge me, there. I'll say one more exercise we did, which was interesting. Is everyone got in a circle? One person would stay, would go into the middle and close their eyes, and then one other person in the circle would make noises. And then the person in the middle had to keep their eyes closed and attach a movement to whatever noises the person was doing. And that was something. So you just sit someone, everyone would be in a, it, it honestly sounds like a cult now that I'm talking about it, but everyone would just be like watching a person in the middle, their eyes closed, just doing like 
interpretive stuff. It's uh, yeah. And that's essentially, if you guys haven't seen this video, <laughs> this probably sounds crazy while we're talking about this. If you haven't seen this video, but uh, it's essentially, yeah. Shia LaBeouf and Maddie Ziegler. Look at very buff in this too. Doing a Easy. like, yeah, essentially an interpretive dance. And this was, you know, Sia did, you know, the Kristen Wiig one on, in the, on the Grammys and everything as well. And uh, that was, uh, that was a vibe of the time too. And so I just, yeah, I just wanted to jump through some of these other songs um, where his name isn't necessarily attached. He's been working with Trippy Red a lot lately. I've been liking some of that stuff and it is a little bit more like emo rap. Yes, I, it's emo rap. Yeah, yeah. It, it, I'm, it's I'm pretty cool. tapped into this, mm. this genre as well. Mm -hmm. It was on my Spotify. More guitar. For, There's like more electric was 2019 was my my most listened to genre and they have this genre has lost a lot of people Not now that's when you say emo does that does that kind of go just into, listen to it. okay yeah i love this song <laughs> like it's a, i really like this one. Oh, interesting you hear him like kind of that that wailing kind of as i was when you first brought it up i thought you kind of meant like it's just emotional you know lyrics or something but no he's doing the the cadence vocal yeah. cadence of like emo bands yeah, yeah I, he's this isn't the only song he's done with him and i've the other ones are also uh really solid this one has such a driving energy and it doesn't doesn't really stop and i love when he starts uh yeah can't feel my face yeah something I that i just want to scream in my bedroom and close the door and just jump around and and cry in my sheets you know dude, right, totally <laughs> i mean yeah because i'm it's just it was so instantaneously like oh this is this is going to be a thing when i heard like triple x temptation or a little peep and you're like oh well this is obviously going to be huge because i it's just so funny talking to people like our age and even older because i had a um, a boss who was like he was a musician during like the blink 182 era like when they were really popular and it's just and especially being in san diego too it's it's like really a part of the culture is yeah. pop punk and emo music definitely and and um the hybrid of the two it's like oh yeah because you also look at these warp tours or just that kind of like em like th the concept of emo night now like there's just touring dj yeah. of just emo music yeah and, right i live i yeah. live down the street from you know i was i lived in echo park and i you know that's right there was yes. e emo night down the street from me at the echoplex every tuesday or was it thursday i and uh I would drive and it's like, oh, I guess I'm not finding parking tonight because the line would just be out the door of people that just wow. want to experience that again. And it's a blast when you go because people just, <laughs> yeah, just get so into it in a different kind of kind of way. Where just, song and music. Yeah. Well, you had that that festival recently, too, with all the old. Uh, when we were young. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember making May D. Yeah. When Blink. When yeah, AFI. AFI. Ooh. Yeah. AFI. AFI was there. AFI was there. I love AFI. I love them. I love AFI. God, they're so good. What's your favorite AFI song? Can you song? Yeah. Um, I mean, sing the sorrow like that whole album was just chock full of fucking. Bangers, yeah, the so. first half of that, just like the first chunk of that, is like oh the best. Oh my god. I mean, leaving song part two is like yeah, yeah. that's my favorite. That might be my favorite. That one's so good. What's the other? Yeah. One? Is it Girls Not Gray? Yeah, uh -huh. girls yeah. not great. What's the one? That's, I lay you down tonight. What's that one? That's that's mm -hmm. girls not great. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that song yeah. fucking rules. Oh. Yeah, man. 
because it's like pop punky and emo it's like sad but also like i'm gonna do it it's Um, goth it's like goth emo kind of yeah Mm -hmm. and then they just yeah when they changed it all and went to the color white is it goth because it's like operatic almost is that what defines (laughs) uh just very like the lyrics were very dark and it was more so like their style their style was very goth i mean they wore eyeliner and shit like that dressed white and black (laughs) Um, they were yeah, they looked like vampires. Cool. <laughs> they did. They did. Yeah. Well, yeah. this this has been awesome, guys. I feel, I think we're kind of running low on time here. Um, yeah. I was gonna maybe show a snippet of this uh, interview, and then I was gonna show their oh, like yeah. his most popular song ever, probably after, and then we'll get out of here and tell you guys what we're gonna do next time. But this is just too too good not to watch a little bit of. This is uh, this correct. This is Good Morning America. Diplo's on with with Charlie Rose, and he's he's talking about his life and producing. You will not usually see Diplo in videos or hear his voice, but he is the man behind a string of hits. Spotify declared Diplo's Lean On the global song of the summer. The track has spent 29 weeks on the Billboard Hot 100. The powerhouse producer and DJ shows no signs of slowing down. He recently released a new song, Be This right guy's probably there. like, got to work that morning and was like, wait, what am I talking about? What are these words? What's a Diplo? Good morning. How you guys doing? It's good to have you here. For anybody who doesn't know, who may be watching this. Like me. Uh, explain the phenomenon right. of electronic dance, electronic dance electronic. music. Like I think about five years ago in America, it just kind of took a foothold. And um, what's exciting about it is that a lot of young kids, it, it represents what they're into, you know? It's something that anybody could do. As a producer, you know, myself, I've been doing it for about 12 years, but any kid can just he grab kinda a He kind of looks like Brad Pitt. It's kind of like when I guess garage. I can see and, that, yeah, his facial you know, rock and roll is construction. It's, it's <laughs> he, and he almost, he almost like kind of talks like him, like that kind of like, you know, easy to go Do you consider yourself a musician? Do you consider yourself a musician? I'm not, I'm not great. I know how to put things in a key. I'm not a great player. He's just like, no. Um, no, absolutely no, not. Creates music. I hate absolutely. music, actually. And um, I'm not going to be able to play an acoustic rendition of any song right now for you guys. But you know, I try hard to uh, do the best I can with what I have. And I think when I, what, I, what I lack in, in, in playing abilities, I have you know, strong ideas about what can change in music. You know? And how do you work with someone like, let's say, Justin Bieber? <laughs> let's talk about Madonna. Bieber, because that's, that that's somebody we do work? know. Yeah, um, yeah no, it's, that, that was just, I had to get Charlie Rose in there like, uh, for somebody who maybe doesn't know, <laughs> like me or, <laughs> you know. Right, right. <laughs> I'm uh, an old man. <laughs> Explain this to me. What's a Diplo? Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's, I, we, I've had such a great time with you guys. Um, I'll, I'll close out on Lean On because that's, that's the, mo- I, that's got to be their, Ooh, their most popular that? song. That's got to be, got to be. 3.3. Bill. Billy's? Oh, three Billy's. Point three. Billies. I listen to a one Billy song. This is this, this is, is trip uh, trip that baby, and uh, that's what Charlie Rose said. Undeniably, the song of the summer. And, <laughs> trust me, <laughs> Charlie oh, yeah. Rose. I'm uh, pounding finger on pounding the Billers and jumping I in the pool pieces and... of paper that tell me what to say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just have to say thank you. I can read. <laughs> <laughs> Am I pronouncing that correctly? <laughs> Electronics. It's my one job. Uh, dance. Uh, music. Electronic. <laughs> and the, oh, oh, I kind of wanted to hear. Did you? I got to go to the end actually, real quick. There's one other thing that kind of happens that's pretty funny. Um, Dan, because at this point, but 
for me, I'd, I'd rather discuss music with people like you. You know, I think who it's are here. Working hard and put in, mm -hmm. in, in, in distributing my music to people at live venues is the way to do it nowadays. Well, according yeah. to your social media, you like girls that twerk. Nora was going to do it, but she didn't have the right outfit today. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Maybe next time. She showed me in the green room. She's really good. She's, She's really good. She's like, don't put me on the spot. There's like a little four picture gift. She does some twerking on it. Diplo, I owe you a lot for accompanying me on many runs. Love your music. Thank, Thank you. <laughs> She's talking okay. about listening to his music when she goes goes running. Yeah. yeah. That's just a weird way to phrase it. And she did not deny twerking in the green room either. She's like, yep. I showed I know, him my right? twerking. She's I can just imagine, like, so Diplo, how do you twerk? Can you show me? Can you show me the twerk? <laughs> and Diplo responds, Yeah, she's really good at twerking. Right. <laughs> And then, uh, yeah, she's like, talk to her kids later. Honey, Diplo, show me how to twerk today. Aren't I cool? <laughs> Which um, is actually incredibly that is pretty cool. Fucking her cool. Kid, her sure, kids would be sure. like, Mom, I'm playing Minecraft right now. Get out of here. <laughs> I like <laughs> Marshmallow. <laughs> yeah, oh, God. That's, that's another one. That's that who we're covering next week. Marshmallow, join us. Okay, bye. No, oh, um, no. No, this is where I'll I'll reveal what we're doing next week. We will be covering not next uh, not next week. I'm not sure exactly uh, when, but our next episode next will time. be see us next time on the, the Todd Rundgren episode, um, and we will be jumping into his career as a producer. And I and I can't wait. I have been so grateful to to have you guys uh, agree to jump on this venture with me, um, Corey. What what do you got to say, uh, my my dear friend? Well, I just one thing that came to mind is how we like spent the whole episode saying how unique Diplo is for being an artist and a producer. And then we're doing Todd Rundgren next week, <laughs> who is an artist and a producer as well. But uh, I guess we'll get those ones out of the way early, maybe. I don't know. It'll be interesting as, to compare. I mean, to, to compare yeah. things. Yeah. 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 But um, oh, I'm I'm really glad we're doing this. This is going to be super fun. And um, yeah, can't wait for for all the episodes ahead oh yeah we will have socials by the time we upload this so i don't oh, know if you nice. want to get, get me uh put in a i can send you a sound clip later of when we're actually sure. doing it but mm -hmm. um yeah we'll be uh we'll, putting more we'll of uh that stuff together cool. soon this is uh early on in our podcast uh career for for pro this prod pod of ours and uh, I've had a blast. Uh, who knows what the future holds for us and, and how we structure in the future. But for now, I love just shooting the shit about music, oh, about, um, you know, anything and everything and having our little little rabbit trails and listening to some songs and uh, catching up mm -hmm. a bit. Uh, and uh, again, thank you guys. And I'll, I'm sure yeah, I'll, I'll have some more socials. But um, yeah, for the meantime, if you want to reach us anywhere else, uh, me and the Brandini also do another podcast uh, about movies uh, polarizing movies in particular. Um, and it's called polarized and, uh, it's also a podcast, uh, that, uh, we enjoy to do very much. We've been doing that for, you know, probably, yeah, a little over a year, I think. And there's, there's quite a yeah. bevy of episodes two, for you guys to two years. Yeah. yeah almost, 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 yeah, almost, yeah, I guess, yeah. yeah, year and a yeah, half, almost two yeah. years. Yeah. So, uh, if yeah. you ever want to check that out, it's on pretty much anywhere you find podcasts called polarized. Uh, our good friend, uh, Corey, also AKA Blarge on that podcast has joined us for episodes such as hook and, uh, soon to be fear and loathing in Las Vegas. We'll be doing on that podcast, uh, very soon. So join us AKA, there. Uh, the throat God 
or what is it? Throat goat. <laughs> throat goat, aka I mean, you can be the throat, throat goat. Yeah. Throat goat, actually. Throat god, we okay. talked yeah. about it at the beginning of this episode that you didn't need labels, but it sounds like we. But I do. I, well, we, I really. I think it's fun to think of us as a body, and so he's going to be the throat, and now it's up to us, Brandon, to figure out what part of the body we are. Can there I be the? <laughs> The butt? Or yeah, right? I mean, there was a bee coming. There was definitely a bee coming. The bum? The bee? The buns? It was a very you quick. Might. It was very quick. You so really I think held it's an back there, yeah. You know what? I'm gonna stick with it. I'll be the. I'll be the ass of this podcast. Someone's gotta be it. All right. Yeah. I'll be the mouth. Oh, you I and guess. I are in the same neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Right? Or should I be the belly? I'll be the belly. I don't know. I can be in the middle. <laughs> or the feet? I'll be the feet. I'll be the feet. Yeah, we gotta move around a little. Yeah, bit. I gotta. I'll. I'll uh, get us places. <laughs> yeah, I like that. All right, cool. But uh, get, what? What's that? Get you on wiki feet and then promote that as a as a social <laughs> this account. What's that? Is that a wiki for feet, Brandon? <laughs> yeah, it's where you uh, rate feet. <laughs> oh. Mm-hmm. Okay. What would you? What would you? Uh, what's your highest rated foot? <laughs> I, 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 I'm not into feet, but I know that it exists. Oh, you aren't? You were said that so yeah, casually, okay. like you were supposed to know what that no, was. I, 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 what, yeah, I don't know. Who has good feet. It's not t- particularly something I'm looking at. <laughs> not, not particularly, particularly. But maybe a little bit. <laughs> I mean, a toe here and there. It's it's <laughs> yeah, it's not a, something a little piggy. You like those little piggies. <laughs> Sure. <laughs> it's a bad little piggy <laughs> i'm sorry this is such a strange way to end on it but every now and then you need somebody to lean on thanks for joining us we'll see you next oh time bye 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 guys bye. see you do a, another uh, like a theme song for for this one oh, I gotta hear this drop oh, yeah. literally there he is he's doing a little dance